Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. How about that? Hello, everybody. Hey, happy Wednesday. Yeah, happy Wednesday. Happy Influence Factory Day. How's that? We're going to name that uh, holiday. <laughs> Better. <laughs> All right. Greetings from uh, Northbrook, Illinois, where I sit at one of our banking clients in the office. So we'll just give a shout out to SunTrust Bank for hosting this internet connection that I have up here. It is good high-speed <laughs> connection. And Jackson, you're down in the Indiana uh, office down there, and Kate's uh, in the Chicago headquarters there. So uh, we're scattered all over the place. Um, yeah, right, Jim Catalano, are we watching the prices right? There you go. <laughs> I don't know. What's the price, Jim? I'll tell you if it's right. <laughs> and then uh, Kate will get your credit card. All right, so oh. thanks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Kate, if people want to join us on this uh, webcast, we want to welcome everybody first and foremost. Uh, so if they want to join us on social media, where might that be? Yeah. So, of course, we're on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram and LinkedIn at Social Jack. Also on Twitter at Get Social Jack, where our lovely intern Jen will be live tweeting this entire event. So follow us, engage and you could win a Starbucks gift card. Yeah, right. All right. So, uh, Jen, just want to give a shout out to Jen out there working hard on the interwebs. Um, all right. So thanks, everybody. We have an exciting guest coming up today. Greg uh, Michel, we'll introduce him here in just a few minutes. Let's take uh, care of a few housekeeping items. So those of you uh, that are uh, watching on uh, GoToWebinar, there's a questions area and we encourage you to uh, to engage with us, you know, so we give away uh, Starbucks gift cards to those that engage with us on social media, as well as here on the program. Uh, some of you might be listening remotely after the fact. So if they're listening after the fact, Jackson, where do they actually go to get that after the fact? Jackson, you are muted. I got no sound from Jackson. Okay, so let's, uh, I know, I, Kate, you want to take a guess where we're? Yeah, we're on Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And then, of course, we post the recording on YouTube. So yes. whichever way you follow your podcasts, we are there. Um, make sure you're not trying to watch and drive at the same time. Yeah, that's our public service announcement. If you have audio issues, just click on the uh, uh, computer audio button there. It'll give you a phone number and access code. Uh, also, uh, type into the questions area. So this is my question of the day. We always ask like a, a social question of the week. Kate's like, what's it going to be? So what <laughs> is what is your simple pleasure? Like if you could have anything, is it chocolate? Is it candy? Is it chips? What is it like if, you know, your, your sort of secret craving? You're like, I got to have it. So what would it be? Type that into the questions area now. We're curious what your simple pleasure craving is. What is it, Kate? Macaroni and cheese. <gasps> mac and cheese. Got to be yep. mac and cheese. Hands <laughs> down. What about you? What's yours? Uh, I'm Doritos. I'm simple. It's Doritos. I'm a, I'm a product of the, uh, I don't know, 60s, 70s, 70s. I'm not 60s, but 70s. Uh, I, I, have, like, uh, um, I, I like... Uh, 
Yeah. Doritos, Fritos, Cheetos, anything that ends in Edos. Anything in Edos. <laughs> and uh, maybe some uh, Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey from time to time. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Tracy's chiming in here. We have Turtle Sunday. What about the rest of you? Chime in. Come on. It's time to be social. Engage with the show here. Okay, here we go. Now they're coming in. Uh, let's see. Not simple, but German candy called heat cheese i never heard of that but now i have thanks jim all right and so we have some ice cream candy it depends on on now everybody's gonna be like dang it dean why did you put that in my head <laughs> all right so let's keep moving through the program here um oh wayne says a brewer sweep over the cubs in the upcoming playoff series wow. uh, sorry wayne that's not gonna happen <laughs> But I'll be glad to bet you. I'll be glad to sit with you. We'll meet like halfway and do some cheese curds and some spotted cow. How's that? Good to see you on, Wayne. Tracy's like, yay, Wayne. And I'm sure Greg's saying that in the background, too. Okay, Social Jack members, log in, get all your content, get worksheets. It is amazing the amount of content. We have people logging in from all over the world, so why don't you? So just become a member today and uh, get all kinds of 300 or actually over 400 recorded classes. Uh, Kate and the team have a bunch of good 101 classes coming up like Instagram and Twitter and all that cool stuff. So make sure you log in and get those. Also, make sure you go there to download the latest worksheets. We have our influencer uh, worksheets. We have our event worksheets. We give it all to you, so why not use it? Uh, okay, so uh, some upcoming events that we have. Oh, and make sure you log in to get your discount codes. All right, so uh, real quick, we have, uh, let's see, LinkedIn plus TiVo. TiVo is a new business scoring system. So we are going to automatically register you today for the LinkedIn plus TiVo equals new clients. And uh, you guys will get the recording. So those of you that are logged in uh, will actually get invited to that webcast. And uh, we want you to, uh, you know, tune in and so you'll get access to understand what TiVo scoring is, how you can score your prospects. You get a nice little prospect report. You use that with LinkedIn. It's the latest and greatest. Yes, Wayne, you got to check this out. Um, okay, so uh, next, how to rock your personal brand. Is that coming up already? When is that, Kate? Is that like what, Thursday? Yeah, next months? week, right? The 27th? Yeah. Am I back in town? Yeah, I guess I'm back in town for that. Okay. So how to rock your personal brand. So um, we'll also make sure that you guys get access to that. And that is posted all over the interwebs. And Jackson, if they want to find the page that has all these flash classes listed. Uh, you can go to uh, socialjackflash.com. That easy. Social Jack and a flash. Socialjackflash.com has them all listed. All right. What's the next one? Ooh, let's see how to convert LinkedIn connections to new biz. We like, got to love that. And uh, these are coming up. So just mark the dates. And they, yes, they're all going to be recorded. People are asking. Uh, this is the blockchain summit that a lot of you wanted some information on. So if you do want discounted tickets, it is going to be a live global stream uh, as well as live in Chicago. I think they're expecting like three or 400 people there. So if you do want discounted tickets, we are the source for that. Our Social Jack members always get discounted tickets. Um, so just like Kate, Jackson, or myself know it, we'll make sure we get you through the doors and even to the backstage. We have backstage passes because Jackson does all the wiring. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then, oh, yes, our Chicago workshop and networking event, how to be a business influencer. Kate, why should people come to this? 
Yeah, so obviously you have a fantastic network, but the question is whether or not it looks like it online on LinkedIn. So if you've been looking at everybody updating their LinkedIn profiles, wondering how you can, you know, fast track yours, obviously you're tuning in Influence Factory, so you're making the changes, but this is everything slam packed into one day. It's going to get you from nothing to a really awesome profile and personal brand online. So make sure you join us. We got the waiting list going right now. Um, and then we're going to be like, you know, pay attention to our emails and stuff because we have some discount codes coming out this week yeah and we have uh literally it's um i think after the waiting list is processed we'll have about 25 seats left and this is a live class we're not going to stream this we will record some of it um but it's uh you're going to be able to build your personal brand build your story you're going to work in a workshop with other people that are doing the same thing uh, we'll show you where to then publish your story, uh, not just on LinkedIn, but other places on the internet to increase your overall influence. Then we're going to teach you how to build a powerful network, a network which, um, you know, once you're looking good and once you're sounding good, the key is in, in, in the network. And then we're going to give you some cool tools for uh, building uh, thought leadership articles and all kinds of cool stuff. And then we're going to drive you into a networking event with Lou Malnati's pizza and some cocktails and then help, help you connect up with the right people in the audience. So we're going to go through some cool exercises, but that's in Chicago. And I uh, want to make sure all of you can make it there. Yes, Jackson? You can, you can go to uh, www.socialjackinfluencer.com to register. Yep, register there you go. Class. All right, cool stuff. All right, how about some news today? What do we got? On to the news. So today we have uh, two articles. One is Twitter is adding a new option to switch back to a reverse chronological timeline. What? So basi basically what this is, is this is talking about how recently Twitter had changed their and updated their algorithm, as all social platforms do from time to time. They updated their algorithm uh, recently to show you the most um, relevant tweets to the content that you're liking and engaging with and uh, posting as well. So it show, it you know takes all that into consideration and shows you the most relevant and best tweets first. Now there is a setting that you can change to go back to seeing them in just chronological time in a chronological timeline saying, you know, this person posted 33 seconds ago. So it shows you, you know, the most recent tweets as opposed to the most relevant tweets. Some people have, uh, you know, mentioned that they were, they, they enjoyed that algorithm more. And now, uh, even though engagement statistics are up for Twitter, they're putting the control back in the hands of the users saying, you know, you choose how you want to experience this platform. And I think that is the coolest thing about this. They're giving the power to the people as opposed to saying that this is how you're going to experience our platform. So power to the people, cool. power to the people. That's nice. Exactly. Uh, and and, and they, I think, you know, since uh, LinkedIn uh, recently went back to doing that and others went back to doing that, Kate, I think we're seeing a whole new sort of wave of putting things back into the user's control. And I'd be surprised if more of the social channels, it looks like they're lightening up on those algorithms where there's, you know, sort of stopping you from seeing certain people and you have to earn the engagement back to get people in your newsfeed. I'm seeing a change in that. Are you seeing that too? Yeah, and that's part of the push to make it all more authentic. 
um, and, you know, take away, I, I just see a push on every platform to take away like business posts and spammy posts and make you, you know, make sure that what you're seeing in your timeline is what you want to see. I think that this is really interesting. The only thing I wonder is for businesses like us who run events, if we're, if we're moving around the chronological order of the timeline or the, the Twitter feed and, you know, most relevant content is like most engaged with, is that going to be old events or old things that aren't really relevant anymore? Right. You know, digital changes so fast. I don't know if that will help or hurt us. So um, definitely things to watch in Twitter. I like that they're making changes. Yeah. And we'll uh, let you know as we experience ourselves through that. So yeah. nice stuff. Okay. Next article. Ooh, we have 60 seconds. <laughs> I'll go fast. Um, speaking of making changes, Instagram has really been rocking with this uh, push of video content and consistently making updates to make sure that they're like the first platform that you think of when you think of video. So um, now they can let you tag videos on Instagram. It's just in the testing phase right now. Um, but what it's going to do is it's just going to be just like image tagging, but on video. So when you post a video, you can tag people in it. And then a button is going to appear at the bottom corner of your video that will list all the tagged people. So it's going to help with um, engagement, distribution, impressions, getting more people. And before you could only tag them in the comments and now they can be tagged in the actual video. So just how Instagram's ah. trying to boost engagement, you know, boost you making video content because they're more watched, more engaged with anyway. So really cool changes from Instagram all the time, especially regarding video content. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So good stuff. All right. So uh, let's, uh, we're going to go into a quick lesson real quick. While I'm doing the lesson and bringing our guest on and welcoming our guest on here, uh, thank you, Jackson and Kate. We'll see you in a little bit. I'm putting up a polling question here uh, that says, uh, put me on the waiting list for, these are some of the upcoming classes that we have. If you want to be on that waiting list, you just simply click on the button and you can select multiple options here and just select on the one uh, that's on your screen right now. So, um, one of the things that is uh, super interesting is the fact that uh, people have a good story. What we have been noticing, and we do this in our workshop, but we want you to make sure that you look at yourself holistically as a brand. One of the easiest ways to do this is to uh, literally Google your name, see what social media profiles uh, come up. Uh, most likely it's going to be LinkedIn, Facebook, and then others from there. But make sure you look at yourself consistently. And as you tell your story, are you telling the consistent story or brand of yourself on all those channels? And check the first five. We find that by nature that somebody that's interested in doing business with you is going to always check the first five. I don't know why five is the magic number, but uh, first five is where it's at. So make sure you check your first five, check your story, and then you can go on from there as you go to build your personal brand. But that's a quick key tip on storytelling and telling your story the right way. Okay, so with that being said, let's close this out and let's bring our uh, let's bring our guest on. So I want to welcome on uh, Greg uh, Michio from Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome, Greg. How you doing? Hey, Dean. Great. Thank you. Good. So you have a event series called Craft Marketing. Now, is there craft beer involved with this? Of course. Of course. <laughs> started out with the craft beer. And then we said, we have to do something productive with our time. So I just sit here and <laughs> Wisconsin. So yeah, yeah that's cool. We brought in some marketing professionals to speak at it as well. It's um, 
It's actually based off of, uh, you know, our, our your friend of mine, Andy Crestadina. Oh, sure. There's a similar event down in uh, Chicago called Wine and Web. And uh, I lived down in Chicago for a couple of years uh, up in Lincoln Square, just a small throw from Andy's studio. And uh, so he invited me over and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, I encourage people down in Chicago to go attend his event. Um, so then we moved back up here to, uh, to Madison to be closer to the Packers. And... Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Madison is not been to Green Bay. Madison is nowhere near Green Bay. Madison is actually part of the state of Wisconsin. They're <laughs> all unified behind our team. Right. I think they just can they just play the Bears a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think they might have won by one point. But the good news is I had the point spread for seven, so I was happy as all heck. So I I won. How about that? Now there's the difference in fan loyalty. We we would be crushed even if we if we won money we would give it maybe back to the team in the form of Packers stock options or whatever. But right, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I've been waiting 25 years for the Bears to get good again, and this is the first glimpse I've seen of that. So I might be back this year. But it's all good. It's all good. So no. So then when I moved back up here, uh, I really liked Andy's ideas. Uh, idea and so of course I ripped it off as any good marketer would. Uh, <laughs> nobody drinks wine in this state, so I had to go with beer. Um, so we partnered with uh, my company Windbound, um, partnered with the local AMA chapter, and uh, so AMA and uh, Windbound combined for this. And um, yeah, we go around. We we originally started going around to different microbrews in town, and um, in holding an event there, um, it you know, it was a bit challenging because I had to go out and do all the research on the different right. venues um, and uh, you know do a lot of sampling. So we we eventually um, logistically it was kind of an issue. So we we wound up we're settling on one on the uh, west side and we're going to be there for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and I'm telling you, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> it's interesting, you know, just watching the evolution of craft beer come together with events. And, and as you know, there's massive events around craft beer now. So good choice. I mean, I think that's excellent how you're how you're putting that together. Now, this stronger and faster than a lot of people, is that a lot of other stronger and faster people or a lot of slower people? Um, just typically, um, you know, I. Uh, more basically anyone anyone who crosses my path um, I'm typically stronger and faster than I, <laughs> that's it, awesome particularly like fifth graders and below <laughs> yeah don't mess with those middle schoolers so you gotta watch if you go to sixth seventh and eighth they'll that's tear awesome. you up man <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, it's funny when I saw you attended the world's worst film festival, we used to have seriously, like uh, when I first moved into the city in Chicago, we um, we would have these sleepovers and just people would have to bring the worst film they ever saw. And I mean, this is how we got turned down to Toxic Avengers and, you know, the Killer Tomatoes and Killer Clowns and all those crazy movies. The Toxic Avenger, New Jersey's first superhero. I, I know, I know. <laughs> so tell me about this. I, I was I dying to ask about this World's Worst Film Festival. Now we'll get into some marketing. So what's, what's that about? Well, so some 
dads play ball with their kids. Uh, my dad took me to movies. And uh, so we just go to movies all the time. And uh, he taught at University of Wisconsin Whitewater, and they brought through the world's worst film festival they had on campus. So, of course, he took me to it. And it was just, um, it, it was just an abomination. It was really horrible. Um, Terror from Tiny Town, the most politically incorrect movie I've seen, filmed entirely with little people. Right. And it was a B movie Western. Um, I remember. Pack of the Killer Tomatoes, right? Films and of course Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, probably the best worst film of all time. Yeah, I, th there's a list that goes on and on, but uh, but uh, okay, so good. So I'm not the only one that's attended those. Ours were self-organized. I'm just impressed that they actually organized one like this. <laughs> there wasn't many people there. Just a couple idiots like myself and my father. Yeah, right, right. Um, all right, let's switch over a little bit to, to marketing. Now, you specialize, uh, this this fascinates me, because we've had, you know, we've had Ellie Deutsch from McDonald's and Miri Rodriguez from uh, Microsoft, and you, and you hear them, all the things that they're doing, um, and they, they do it with small teams. And so when you said, man, I specialize in small teams, I'm like, I you know, do you understand how many how you know how much marketing falls onto small teams, and I think today it's it's crazier than ever because there's so many channels. It used to be, okay, uh, you know, Dean, you're going to get promoted. You're now in charge of email marketing. You know, when email marketing first came out, or think about fax blasting. Do you remember fax blasting? Um, what's a fax? Yeah, exactly. I was waiting for that look. <laughs> now I'm dated, but you know, so any type of marketing, then all of a sudden, so it's like this collective marketing thing. And now all of a sudden these teams are just inundated with like, Oh, you're running ads, you're doing this, you're, you know, social and pay-per-click and now influencer stuff. So tell me, you know, uh, what's your, what's your definition of a small team, at least how you're looking at this. Well, it seems to be, um, you know, when we were trying to get our focus as a company, um, you know, and I, I had been doing uh, uh, content marketing on my own. I, my background is I'm a writer. Um, I'm, I was a copywriter and uh, kind of, you know, back from the Mad Men days when, you, you know, I worked in agencies and writers print ads and uh, brochures and, you know, that was those that was fun. Those were those were fun times. Um, and so, you know, I was doing a lot of writing. And um, so naturally, I went out on my own and I freelanced. And uh, this was right about, you know, this is a wise move. I think it was back in about 2007. You know, I'm like, there's a recession coming. I got to get out on my own with no health care. You know, it's a smart move, especially when everybody's going to be pulling in their ad budgets. Go right. freelance. So, uh, I did it, and um, you know, it, you know, recession makes you really uh, bring value forward. So I really kind of uh, embraced the whole content marketing, was really starting to come on in the scene then. And, you know, started using HubSpot and got introduced to that world. Um, and so then when we started, you know, I started doing this, and my clients were because I was I was you know on my own, and my clients were relatively small. They'd have like one to two people, two to three people in the marketing department. And, um, you know, we started working with teams and they all wanted to do content marketing, but they couldn't get to the content. 
they didn't have time because you know there's two reasons you know one writing especially you know with content writing content is just a time vacuum it takes yeah. forever again back to andy crestadina's uh, annual blog survey i think the average post right now is upwards over five hours and especially the way we do with collaboration with other people it's incredibly time intensive well there's coordination going on too right oh yeah i mean yeah. there's things flying around um and then two it's writing and everybody hates writing i mean i'm a writer and i hate writing you know <laughs> Dude, i've never talent so and i'm not even sure i'm not talented at writing but the you know that was what we saw was you know a two-person team with uh, a lot of automation and a lot of tech tools can manage a lot of these things and can crank out stuff and jump around you know your frenet your it's a frenetic pace you're jumping all over the place but you can pull it off but when you try and switch gears and write content you know it's tough and especially if you're not a natural writer and you really have to be especially now posts the posts that we're really seeing, which are getting the most shares and, and you know drawing the most links, are upwards of over 1,500, 2,000 words. So right. it's just it was a glaring need. And then I thought, well, you know, once we get, it seems like teams that are getting over two to three people, then they can hire a writer. Right. And so, we just, you know, because people would ask me, like, how big of a company, you know, what company size you work with, like, how many million in revenue? I'm like, I have no idea. They're not sure. Okay. But right. this seemed to be the, the defining, um, what really defined it for us. You know, as I as you were talking about that, I couldn't help thinking. So I tested this and it worked some, didn't work some. And my big thing was because, you know, before this, um, you know, we've been doing webinars forever before, you know, webinars were a thing. I actually, my first dot com was a webinar production company and everybody was like, what's this? You know, it was like all new ways to educate people. Back when people were still shipping boxes of, you know, DVDs out. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it was before the war. <laughs> so anyway, we, uh, but, but as I was, as I was doing this, I'm like, well, we're doing the effort of these. So we have a PowerPoint deck, we have a video, um, we have people that are involved in interviews. And, and so, you know, getting down to scripting every show wasn't as, as much heavy lifting as sitting down, like you said, and plotting out a content calendar of topics and themes and staying within that discipline and then getting people to participate. And that was just like, whoa. So what's your what's your secret? So as people are sitting here and feeling overwhelmed as I just made that those few comments. Um, so so what's your what's your sort of plan to say, okay, let's take a step back from this. This is how we should approach this. What, how do you get people off that off the ledge? Um, well, you know, it's it's like anything. If you've got good planning, um, it makes everything go easier. We, you know, so we we create content, but um, you know, really the basis of the content we are creating. You know, everybody's talking about con we talk about content marketing. What is content marketing? It's really encapsulates a lot of things. It's it's search engine optimization. 
Um, it is social media. Um, and it's with us, it's conversion optimization and website optimization. Okay, so we're creating content. Um, so let me just take a step back. So there's two reasons why people go to the website primarily. Uh, they're going for an informational search. They want to get an answer to a question they have. Um, just find out some information on a problem that they're, that they're dealing with. And uh, those are typically like answered with blog posts or they're going for a transaction, they're going to buy something. And those are what we call buying pages or selling pages. So, you know, those are the two intents. And so when we're doing our content marketing, we're writing for both pages and we're, we're optimizing for them. This is really, you know, content to us is about search first and foremost. So right. getting your content optimized through every stage of the customer journey. Okay, from that informational stage to the point where they know what your solution is. Uh, they, they, they might not know you, but they know what they're looking for. Like if, you know, they're, they're looking for a lawnmower, so they're, you know, starting to get to where they, their problem is solved. Um, and so we, we plot out and keyword optimize content for each stage of that customer journey. Got and it. so when we start with the keyword research, that's how we start is with the keyword research. And, you know, I, I don't think people think about keyword research and SEO in terms of it's really customer research. Right. Phenomenal customer research. You're finding out what your people are really searching for. And, and it's kind of interesting. I mean, when we, when we start out our whole strategic planning and onboarding with a client, we do a thing because these are all small marketing departments and not many of them have huge budgets. We do a little process called guerrilla, guerrilla research. And what it is, is very simply, we call three clients or prospects, and we go through a one-on-one -on -one phone call. And it's qualitative, and then our UX person analyzes it, analyzes the results, the transcripts of the calls, draws some conclusions and similarities. And then from that, we start out at that top of the funnel with what are these people interested in before they're even getting to where they're buying, looking for your product um, and looking for things that are important. And so, you know, we can kind of get on the radar up at that top level of, of the, the customer journey. So, and do you get into, do you get into behavior in there too? So do you categorize that at all? Um, like what they like to do and have, yeah, yeah. sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking of the social connection and where people collect and gather and then, you know, that whole, that whole piece, you know? Yeah. So like one of our clients, yeah. Um, trying to think of how I can answer that without giving you trade secrets for some of these, the research we've done, but um, definitely. So, um, you know, like let, I use the example of uh, sunscreen. Okay. You're selling sunscreen. We want to take your content all the way up to what are people who are who are they who are buying sunscreen and then what are they interested in? So, you know, let's say it's a helicopter parent and they're really safety conscious about their summer vacation because obviously they're using the sunscreen. Um, so maybe they're looking for safe places to travel. 
So we might optimize that content up at that highest level. And then, you know, what we do also, you know, right up your alley is we try and bring in influencers on the content, interview them, get their expertise, because, you know, we're, the, the client, clients tend to have real expertise in their product in lowering that buying right. But up at that influencer level, uh, at the top of the funnel, boy, that's when you can do some really fun stuff with influencers and get them engaged, get their get their message out to a new audience, and uh, you know help ours as well. Yeah, for sure. And um, so as we're talking a little bit about the collaborative content piece, I think people have a hard time getting their their head around what what that means and and how to go about that. So can you just take us through the journey of, you know, okay, how do we start? But before I do that, I just yeah. want to break that. This is not a craft beer, but my son gave me this for Christmas. He's a Duff beer tumbler. One of the greatest gifts I've ever received from my son. And I have no idea what brand this is, but this is the coldest device I've ever had in my lifetime. I'll go to an airport, fill it with ice and water, and I'll land two days later, and it's still in the cup. It scares me. I most think like it's a science fiction or something. But. All right. So the question was. Uh... <laughs> As we digress. <laughs> no, but, you know, about collaborative content, because it's like, so you know, people would be like, well, how do I get started what who do i pick you know stuff like that so yep yep um it's it's not always that easy um and what what we really try and do is get up like i said the best collaborative content we find is at that top of the um the funnel the top of the uh you know the customer journey and you know it's really pretty simple um you reach out to them and you ask them if you can get a quote, uh, if you can interview them. So, you know, there's there's a couple different posts that you've probably seen. There's like the expert roundup, um, where you'll get like 25 experts tell you, you know, what you know buy your, you know, your, your coffee or whatever. Um, so that's one thing. So you can reach out to a ton of different influencers and I mean, this is like a high art with some content marketers. I've I've been to presentations where they, I mean, they'll take you through the process and their secrets, and you know, and it's almost become like a journey to see how many influencers you can get. You know, like a thousand four hundred fifty-two influencers tell you, you know, <laughs> to buy or whatever. And you're like, right. I really am I going to read all that? Um, we try and do with those kind of roundups, we try and get as many as we can, but we, we, we also kind of try and put some context around it. Like, um, you know, I've got a couple posts up. Um, I did one on how to get starting in, in, influence, or in content marketing. And I reached out to Influencers, you know, from Andy Crestinina to Jimmy Dietrich, uh, down to you know some friends of mine here in town who are have smaller agencies and don't have kind of bandwidth that those guys do. But um, getting insights and then molding it into a context and a narrative that people can sit and actually read one of those and come away with a lesson from. And I think that's 
that's the real value of one of those big roundups. But we also do uh, collaboration with micro influencers, and I know you know you talk a lot about that too. That's so important too. So we have like, especially if you get into like a niche industry, right. we, have, yeah. we have some manufacturers who do very specialized products, um, and you know, uh, it's a very tight little ecosystem that they have. But within that ecosystem, there's a lot of suppliers they work with, there's a lot of partners, and there's a lot of expertise that you can reach out to and collaborate with those people with. And the beauty is that you know you put it up on your site and they'll link to it from their site, and that's an inbound link, which means authority, and you know those buying pages I talked about before, that's how you get ranked with those. So we're really all about organic rank, and that's that's a key strategy that we have. Yeah, and you talk a lot about that on your website, which we have up uh, W Inbound for those of you watching. Um, and and so this is the time, folks, to ask your uh, content marketing questions. Uh, to Greg here, if you have any, and and just please ask that in. So a couple of questions coming in are. Um, how does video play into this? Because you know the whole world's talking about video and video content and things like that. So, so you know, in in your world, we've talked a lot about writing. How does video play into this? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's one we definitely keep an eye on. Um, you know, for right now, Google, you know, Google's already starting to um, take a look at um, video and. Uh, transcripts and closed caption and optimize for that, you know, right. that in their algorithm. Um, but by and large, um, you know, I, I always feel like, uh, you know, video, especially on YouTube, fantastic for like how to and home repairs. Even, you know, there's, this is going to maybe scare some people, but that, you know, I know people in hospitals who, We'll look at some surgical procedures sometimes, and and uh, you know just to jog memory or just get some insights. But right, you know the 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 use of video primarily how we use it is uh, to promote the post. So we'll create something on for social media because you know just the link doesn't seem to quite do it as much these days, um, and we'll use that to promote. We'll do a short video. Um, you know, absolutely, you can create a longer video, um, and you know, we, what we do, this is what we tell all our clients is, look, right now for search, it's text, um, and if people really want to want to research something and do some in-depth digging, I don't know, I I have to read something. You know, I need an in-depth article. I always use this example like. Say you're searching your loved one has a rare form of cancer and you're gonna go out and do research on it. And you come across this first article and it's 500 words, it's a little blip. And then you go back up and the next word column or post is 15, 2000 words, incredibly in depth, has the answers you need, covers the subject exhaustively. And which one are you going to pick and which one are you going to you know rely on within that now does video have a role sure i mean you know i think you need that base level of the content and the written content 
You can repurpose it in video. You can do all kinds of things with video. Would I start with video? I, right now for search, no, I wouldn't. Um, will that change in the future? I guess so, but then it kind of comes back to, you know, really how are people absorbing that content? And how, how are they, they consuming, right? Yeah, it's how, how are they, what's the consumption, right? You know, uh, Mike asks a good question here. Um, when working with small marketing teams, what things would you suggest outsourcing in terms of marketing? Like, you know, the blogs, the videos, social, like if you're going to pick something to surrender and, and just focus on internally, do you have a formula or methodology for that? Yeah, um, I think it really, it, play, it depends on your strengths. So I notice with our clients, We've got one client who is big on the analytics. So he, I mean, we, we provide really in-depth analytics and analysis, which he uses, but he really, you know, that's his, that's his wheelhouse, analytics. That's where he focuses. I've got another marketing director who's a phenomenal designer. So she'll jump in and do a lot of the design work. So I think, think about what your strength is and then outsource off of there. That being said, um, the, the reason why I think with content is it's such a good thing to outsource is such a different mindset when you have to sit down and do content. And, and it's like you have to unplug. You know, you can't read your email. You got you to gotta focus and you got to yeah. be really disciplined. And, you know, I'm, I own this company and, you know, I wear a lot of hats here and I still have a couple of clients that I write the content for. And I'm telling you, it's hard to, you know, when I was just writing all the time, that, you know, that's a life of the mind and you're just, you know, you're right. that mindset and it's a little bit easier to do that. Um, it's hard to switch when you're, you know, you've got emails coming in and texts and you're jumping all over the place, as you know, Dean. Oh yeah, it's 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 a tough management compete component. Um, let's let's switch over. We've mentioned the term influencer, and you know, we uh, we specialize in the the micro influencers, and we see everyone as an influencer at their own level. We score them, and then you know, look look to where we can take them, you know, and then we have a whole program for that. But you you also have a mechanism by which uh, and techniques that you utilize influencers, correct? So can you share with us some of that that you're doing? Yeah. So I think um, you know how we typically do it is we collaborate with them on the content. I mean, that's that's what we try and do first and foremost um, is really collaborate with them get their insights and, you know, um, Wayne Breitbart, who I think is on the call right now, um, phenomenal at LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, we've, we've written, we've written an article with Wayne, um, that, uh, we pulled up his insights from, um, you know, we love doing that. And, you know, what's, I think what's great about it and what gets, is really exciting for the company and I, I'm, I'm sure you get this a lot, Dean, though, but it kind of gets this company out of their little, their little shell. They're right. <laughs> Drinking their own Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we know everything kind of, you know, yeah. mentally. Without a doubt, we're the expert. You know, no doubt about it, but 
Well, when you have to reach out to other influencers and integrate them with what you're doing, um, you know, it's going to make you better. It's going to expand yes. your your view of the world. It's going to expand your outreach. It's exciting. It's very exciting when you get a big name and even just a, a uh, um, you know a peer in the industry who's working with you and sharing your stuff on their on their site. I love collaborating and seeing people share our posts. I love sharing their posts. Um, it just it's very I don't know, it's very exciting. I mean, because, you know, but there was some study that said that the number one factor that increased, I don't know what study this was, you know, but they were like, <laughs> what, I'm not making it up, but what, what led to longer life? And they found that the people who had the most social interaction lived the longest life. And wow. which, yeah, I know, which isn't good for a guy who works from home and, you know, this sits here with his dog all day. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't hold well. But. No, 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 you get out. You were at a social media breakfast this morning. so I was, I was. And I, I, I make it a point to get out and, and go to these networking events and, you know, not just drink beer, but also, uh, you know, go to the breakfast things where I don't drink as much beer. But, right. Um, yeah, I, so it's it just it gets gets people out and interacting, and it's just it's just good for you in so many ways. Yeah, and um, so uh, so those you know so can you just help our audience? Uh, a lot of them are uh, you know uh, what do you call it? Uh, they're they're blossoming influencers, right? So they're they're just coming of uh, to their point. So what do you look for uh, specifically when you're selecting influencers out there? Okay, so I typically look for three things. Uh, number one, knowledge. Um, you know, especially this really applies to those niche areas. We've done posts with people who have no followers. They're just kind of experts in the industry, but they have so much to offer and so much insight. So, you know, we did a post with someone and that keyword is now ranking number one. Wow. And this guy, you know, this guy, nobody knows who he is except people in the industry. Got it. Yeah, not even on social, he's a consultant. Right. But he's brilliant, you know, with what he does. So I look for knowledge. So, you know, somebody's gonna teach me, is gonna teach my audience. Uh, number two, um, I do look to see if they're having a following and they're active on social. You know, we can tell pretty quick who's legit and who's buying followers and all that stuff. Um, you know, you can you can see the people are interacting with their followers. Um, and three, I I think the the third thing would be um, someone who just has a group that is like really devoted to them. So not just followers, but people who are just huge fans of them. So I was fortunate enough; I had Ann Handley from marketing profs um, contributed to a post and I put, I, I think I, I posted it or she she retweeted it or something, or I think I tweeted it and one of her followers saw it and said like, Ann Hanley is the best. So, you know, I, I like people who, who really believe in, you know, those influencers. So I think, I think that was, yeah, that, those would be my three big ones. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. And so I think that'll help folks out. So um, no, that's, that's great. And then, uh, so in terms of, of you staying up and learning, because we all follow certain people and, you know, listen to certain podcasts. So out there, uh, give us some names of people that you're tuning into or content that you like to learn from. There's this guy, Dean Delisle. That I <laughs> <laughs> don't know, don't know him, but uh, I heard he works really hard. <laughs> He's great. Um, well, we, we mentioned Andy, uh, Chris Dina, down in Orlando, of course. Um, uh, Jenny Dietrich um, from Spin Sucks, who, uh, you know, is very kind of got cut her teeth and is kind of a specializes in PR, but uh, really is amazing at content marketing too. And also um, has a lot of great content about owning an agency. So, you know, she's ah, that's cool. a mentor out there as well. Um, there's people like Wayne Breitbarth. There's Sir yeah. X Smith who talks a lot about social media and top of mind awareness and has a lot of tactics for that. Um, there's um, trying to think of who else, of course, Anne Hanley from Marketing Profs. Um, yeah, I think those are some of the some of the names that come to mind. Of course, you know, I I look at blogs like uh, HubSpot and HubSpot's blog and accounts. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, um, those those are usually quality. You know, some of those bigger companies just put out quality content. So yeah, they do. Oh, there's also a guy named Robbie Richards on the SEO side who's really pretty amazing and in-depth and has, has been helpful to me as well. So, yeah, I, it's kind of funny, Dean. You know, that's a good question. I don't know who you follow because I, do you find, like, I get to a point where it's like, you know, there's just so much out there. I find some of the philosophies I like and who is, like, light years ahead of me, I feel like, in some ways. And I just really try and you know, learn as much as I can from those people I really trust. Yeah. And I, um, I'm, I'm sort of good about, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, even at home I'll have like, you know, three games, three movies go and stuff like that. So I'll do the same thing with my devices, you know, as I'm traveling, I'll have three or four podcasts and I may get through one, I may get through part of one. Um, but, but like you said, you know, it's having that beginner's mindset and knowing, you know what, there's always something new to learn or something that you knew that you forgot or something to remind you or reinforce an idea that you have. So uh, I'm excited about the fact that there is so much to choose from and, and everybody that you named plus, plus, plus are all great sources. So I hope, you know, the content doesn't stop. I mean, it's uh, it's just a blessing to be part of this, you know, this time in our lives. One more I'd add is uh, the... Uh American Marketing Association. Yep. I'm a member, and um, boy, I get their magazine, and uh, I'm I, I'm a I'm you know probably an older guy, and I, I I like to read magazines. I don't know why it's just a different experience. And um, Hal Connick is a great writer over there. And this That's cool. In depth stuff down in Chicago too, I think. So they really put out some great content. Yeah, cool. Well, let's um, let's bring uh, Jackson uh, and Kate back, and we have another poll up on the screen there, and then we're going to select our winners. And um, 
man, it's like, uh, it's, it's like, you know, and, and I'm, and I made a whole bunch of notes here, Greg, as you were talking, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that's something I need to get back to, you know, it's, we always need to work on something ourselves too, right. In terms of our, uh, business and things like that. So, uh, but anyway, it's, um, it's exciting to have uh, all that pulled together. So I'm going to close this poll out. Uh, let's see. We've got Kate. There you are. How you doing? Hi. Good. Jackson, we lose you. Are you back there somewhere? <laughs> so Kate, what did you, uh, what did you learn from uh, Greg and what we were? So my favorite thing I think that he said that resonated with me the most is to about the outsourcing question and to kind of focus on what you're good at. I think as marketers and people on a small team, we have an issue outsourcing anything. We want to do it all ourselves. And so um, I really like that. Focus on what you're good at, outsource what you can, ask for help when you can, which I'm terrible at. So um, I really I, I really like that. I like your tips and tricks. It was good. Yeah, right on. Jackson, how about you? Anything in the control room there that you pick up? Okay, so uh, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, now we can. Okay, good. All right, cool. <laughs> it's tough uh, when, the, when the production guy has control issues, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I uh, just like Kate said. Yeah, I was. You know. Uh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just. Oh, that's okay. Stay yeah, focused. I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with sure this. And, yeah, make sure all the You know what else I found was really interesting? That you're the second or third guest we've had that has just shamelessly said they steal stuff from Andy Christadina. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're an orange well, Andy, Andy says he takes stuff from other people. Because he'll you know, go, so funny. go, here's a, he, the thing that we did with Instagram. He was like, I'm going to tell you, this is what I did, but I got this from so-and-so at this event. And then yeah. he shared it us and then we're like okay we got this from Andy Crestadina who took it from so-and-so so it's just my, my I rip off stuff that works that's my you know that's my <laughs> that's the that should be the name of your book I rip off stuff that works and a whole book of stuff you've ripped that would be the best influencer book ever please put me in there <laughs> oh my gosh too funny <laughs> shameless plug you always ask to be put in a book <laughs> no, but it's really true. I think as marketers, you're right. We do steal things from other people. And when we see that they work, that they're successful. And so I like that. No, 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 he, no, no, no. He calls it collaborative content. Okay. Not stealing. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Collaborative. <laughs> qualify that though a little bit. I mean, I think we take Andy's, a lot of his philosophies. We always have to tailor things to what we do and who you're working with. When I think we're attracted by that, right? So it's like if we find people that have like philosophies and like, you know, I, I drew out right away that you use collaborative and, you know, influence or just some of the words that you use on your website. I was like, I felt a connection because those are some of the same words I use and we use within the company. So uh, I think I felt that a connection because of the craft beer events. That's why, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, That's why I want to go to Madison. That's why it's on my bucket list. So. Yeah, we'll get a trip up there. Greg, I think we need to have a craft marketing thing, and we'll bring the Social Jack team up there, and we'll broadcast it for you. How's that? Please do. Let's set it up. Yeah. Kate, you're in charge. Set it up. Oh, my gosh. I'll do it. That's All right. So, <laughs> so as we move through here, we're getting ready to wrap up. We always have a couple of winners on our program. So, uh, Kate, can you tell us about next week's guest? Yeah, so this is Shay Lewis. She's from the company Mission to Organize, a professional 
organizer. That's Come exactly on. what it sounds like, a professional organizer. But what's really cool is that she has thousands of subscribers on YouTube and she built her whole following organically. So she's going to be talking about, you know, how to get those organic followers, how to be consistent with your video marketing and how to make a video go viral. And much like a lot of people in our audience, she has a little, uh, unorthodox industry. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Make sure you tune in. Unorthodox industry. I can't wait to hear what that's all about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. So uh, Jackson, we got a couple of winners this week. Who's our two winners? Do not even tell me they're from Wisconsin. Both of them. Come on. Yeah. So we have Tracy Seifert and uh, Wayne Breitbart. So come on, Starbucks gift card winners. Look at that. They're the most engaged. Come on. Where's my Chicago people? We have New York people on California. You guys, we've got to engage. There we go. But congratulations. Yes, Tracy says the best place ever. I do love that. <laughs> well, love the it. worst part about this is that our most engaged on Twitter was Nick Meyer. So Nick, who's from? Oh, he's from Madison too, right? Woo. Exactly. So the Wisconsinites came out for this episode. All right, let's give Nick a, a Starbucks gift card too. There we go. We will. We will. <laughs> um, so uh, and then uh, so Greg, you know, uh, you know Chris Rudolph and Nick Meyer, right? I do. When you see them next time, ask them about the dinner adventure we took them on in Chicago. It is it is legendary. Ooh, I will do that. But I won't talk about it on the air. All right. So with that, with that being said, I uh, just want to uh, thank everybody how much we appreciate you being out there. Remember, when you connect with somebody today, think about the things that Greg talked about and share that with somebody. So if you learn something and you're putting something to best practice, we always say take one thing away and put it into practice today. So whatever it is, whether it's organizing yourself, whether it's getting your small team together, whether it's uh, you know maybe breaking things down and outsourcing those, whatever he said that resonated, not only put it into practice, but share it with somebody that you care about so that they can grow too. So with that being said, Greg, we wanna say how much we appreciate you. I uh, appreciate the content that you're putting out there. Do not stop and um, if they want to follow you, is this a good channel to follow you on, the one we have up on the screen here? Yep, I'm on Twitter, sure. Or, you know, link in with me. That's where I, I share a ton of content. And uh, Okay. Thanks to uh, the whole team here. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And so, everybody, please connect with Greg, and let's, uh, let's all connect together. So we'll see you uh, gaining your influence and building your networks together online, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.